So four steps to choosing a letting agent, a good letting agent. Mm. <laughs> so welcome to the Sarah and George Choi Property Podcast, the show that helps you to become financially free through property so you can spend time with your family, traveling and pursuing your passions. And if you like the sound of that, please press like and subscribe. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> so um, on to how to choosing a letting agent. Now, th- this was one of the questions that came up in our inner circle mentoring um, mm-hmm. last week. So fact, it's uh, come up a few times. It's come up a couple it? of times. Yeah. So we thought let's let's do a vlog on it. So mm-hmm. It's obviously an interesting topic. Um, if you want to join the inner circle, meet with us every every Wednesday from twelve to one. Uh, we have a one month free trial going on at the moment. So click the link. Uh, it could be a link somewhere or in the description. <laughs> <laughs> Probably and, down, I imagine. Yeah, and join and join us now. So on uh, onto on the topic. So uh, Sarah Sarah is going to go through the four tips. Um, so this is a great one for us to do for a couple of reasons. One, Sarah used to work for an, a letting in estate agent. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. So she has experience on that side. Yeah. And from a land law perspective, you know, we've we've been working with letting agents and estate agents for 18 years now. Yeah. Um, very closely on our mm-hmm. whole whole portfolio. So over to Sarah. Over to steps. me. The four steps. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like that's four. Okay. So just quickly running through them. Um, the first step will be to actually identify the top three letting agents to work with. Um meeting them mm-hmm. we always recommend doing number three is how to negotiate the management fees and how much you're likely to pay and the last but not least is how to actually choose the letting agent you're going to be working with so starting with number one um identify your top three letting agents so say you're working in an area which you know generally you'd be looking at a patch that the easiest way to find the letting agents actually is just to go on to right move lettings put in that area and then it'll come up with all the listings that are available and uh, they will be generally the active people in your area. So it's quite easy to start that way. And what you'd want to do at that point then is to look at what agents have the kind of stock that you're going to be letting. So stock means houses that you're letting out. So if you're letting out two bedroom houses, which one has all the two bedroom houses? Um, Or if for some reason you're letting out a five bedroom house, say in the area, which agent deals with those. So you want to be dealing with the right end of the market because they'll they'll attract the correct customers for you then, basically. There's no point working with a top-end one if you're dealing with one-bedroom flats. They just won't want to talk to you, basically. Um, And the other thing you can do um, whilst you're online, before you even start going into anybody, is to check whether or not they're accredited. Um, Now, the main ones are NALS, N-A-L-S, ARLA is a big one, A-R-L-A, and RICS as well, um, R-I-C-S. So they're all different professional bodies that you can be a member of as a letting agent. And we would generally always recommend working with one who's accredited with one of those, partly because they put them through professional training, but you've also got some level of recourse if there is any kind of issue with that as well. So start there and then, you know, get your top in the area. So the next step we would say would be to actually meet these people. I know it depends on yeah this is my cup of tea I love going and meeting letting agents it's not a problem at all in an ideal world you'd be meeting them in person um you can do it over the phone or over zoom but it's it's generally easier to actually go into the store if you can um in an ideal world again you'd be talking to the lettings manager who whoever's in charge of lettings in that branch um because you know there'll be different levels obviously they'll be more senior and more junior and then quite often they'll have somebody who literally just deals with maintenance um and obviously they're a massively key part of the team but they're not really the person you want to be talking to because they'll know how to maintain it but they won't be the person you want to talk to so make sure you're talking to somebody who deals actually with sort of the management of the lettings say um okay i'd also if i can add to that then the best the best it's best to go during the week 
to meet mm. with these people because at the weekend you just get the weekend staff and they're not necessarily the lettings manager so yeah it, it depends on the size work. of the branch but you, you want to make sure that they've got enough seniority that you can judge the branch say um so you go in you know look reasonably smart not kind of yeah we just dress ours. Uh, you know you don't want to be wearing your decorating clothes say um and tell them that you're a professional landlord and you're looking to buy a number of properties in the area assuming that's your, what we're going to be doing and if you've got any credibility i.e you've got lets in a different area say give them that information because it gives you credibility and they're more likely to sit down and actually have a conversation with you and treat you like a professional person which is yeah. what you're going for. so so for example you know we we met with a lettings manager quite recently we did it over zoom which mm-hmm. we don't normally do we yeah. normally meet in person but it was too far away mm-hmm. um you know one of the things we outlined was the size of our portfolio yeah. how many million it was um how long we've been investing so yeah. 18 18 years and how many we were going to buy this year mm. a million pounds worth so those things together give you a lot of credibility yeah. and they they want to work with you now they want your business exactly so just just gives you know because you'll have quite a few people coming into letting agents going oh i want to buy a let in the area and they don't know what they're doing so mm. They'll at least take you seriously, which is yeah. which is the idea. You're not bragging. You're just setting the scene. Um, you want to make sure that you're dealing with a letting agent who has a level of professionality. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, again, they don't need to be wearing a posh suit or all of that, but they do need to sort of come across as a professional. Do they know the area? Very important. Can they give you an idea of the type of um, rental price you'll get on different types of houses in your area? You know, they want to you know, might not be an exact figure, but if you give them an example, say, can they give you a a guesstimate on the spot of how much it should go for? You'd want that level of competence. Um, And can they tell you about the areas that people actually want to rent in the area as well? Because that's very important. Uh, Demand is hugely important because you don't want to have an empty house. It's the worst case. (laughs) Um, And again, you want to be asking them about bad areas in their area. So quite often there's an estate or a set of roads or something that is either not safe um, and they don't want to send their letting staff there. And again, you won't necessarily want to be having housing stock in that area or that there's just no demand. Uh, You'll want to know that as well, because again, you don't want to buy a house that nobody wants to rent. So, you know, you're working together on this, which is great. Um, And something else that you should be able to get off of them kind of on the spot or either email to you is a landlord pack, which will generally have all the information um, that they would give to a prospective landlord. Um, You know, they should have that set up. So that gives them, it gives you an idea again, that they know what they're doing. They've done this before. They're set up to work with landlords. So, you know, all of those things should, should fall into place when you meet them basically. Okay, number three, fees, because they don't do this for free and nor should they. Um, We go fully managed, um, but they earn that money for us. They really do. Um, Generally, depending on the area, normally it's kind of between eight and 10% plus VAT is relatively standard. Apart from in London. Apart from in London, it's Mm -hmm. probably higher. If you're dealing with HMOs, which we don't recommend, they will charge higher. So this is just um, vanilla buy to lets we're talking about here. The fees are generally lower. It will literally depend on what the other agents are doing in the area. you know, if everybody's charging 10%, they'll probably charge 10%. It's, you know, they, they talk to each other, these people, they see what everybody else does. So they know what they can get away with. Um, also, it's worth asking, can they help manage the work for you? So say you buy a property, it needs a little bit of, you know, a bit of painting and decorating, say, can they help you with that? Can they help 
organize builders and things for you um use their power team it's, it's so vital it's something we've done over the years you know we don't know builders in the areas we have our properties but our letting agents do and they know the good ones mm. so we literally use their power team we borrow from them um so they'll know cleaners they'll know everybody that they work with before um and one other thing to ask as well is do they charge extra for that because some agents do and some agents don't i'm not saying it's a bad thing if they do sometimes they'll charge a percentage um if you're doing a big refurb say and they're spending a lot of time on it i think it's reasonable that they charge you some money for that time um but little jobs you know just normal maintenance to say you know the the drains need unclogging or something and they have to call out a plumber to do that that should be included if you're paying management they shouldn't be charging you a percentage for that um but ask because it's good to know it might be in the small print but you can ask that okay one thing that we've learned over the years which i thought i'd stick in here is we always tend to set a level of work that our letting agent can authorize without even talking to us because we try and set our portfolio up in a passive way. I don't want to be getting emails or phone calls. We don't do phone calls. I've trained everybody to email me. I like email. Don't phone me, please. Um, they email me and tell me that something needs to be fixed, which happens periodically. We've got a big portfolio. Things happen. Um, anything under a couple of hundred quid, they don't even contact me. Basically, if it's something that has to be done, say a tap's fallen off, they send a plumber, they fix it. They just take it out of the rent. I don't want to know. Bigger things or optional things, I always get them to give me quotes, generally two. If it's a big job, we might go further than that. But And then I'll look at the quotes and we'll have a conversation about it, say, and uh, we'll go from there. But little things, if you just get them to do it, um, it makes life so much easier. You don't want to be authorizing like 50 quid things all the time. It's just not worth your time. Okay, so that's an aside. We always do that. Um, now, if they don't perform, so this is a little bit down the line, if they don't do what they're supposed to do or they don't answer your phone calls or whatever, you're not happy with them, you can change your mind. You can go with a different agent, but we try and avoid that if we possibly can, because it is generally complicated. You will have signed um, an agreement with them. And generally, there'll be a bit of hoo-ha about getting out of the contract. So particularly if you've got an ongoing um, contract with them to, to manage it. So, so you can get out of it. Try not to. Um, if you possibly can. And let's choose say, the right one. Choose the right one first. <laughs> That's what we always try and do. Choose the right one. Now, um, pricing of their services. Generally, we don't haggle price mm -hmm. um, purely because, you know, normally it's a relatively fixed rate amongst different agents. Um, and if you do decide to drive them down on the price, obviously it will increase your ROI. However, they might not like you very much and they might not try so hard for you, say. And we want our letting agents to be really on our team. You know, we don't pay over the odds, but we pay a fair, pay a fair rate because we want them to work with us um going forward basically so if say there's four agents that you're looking at and they're like 10 10 7 or something like that i i would struggle to kind of drive the guys down to to 7% clearly the 10% is in the area but if one of them's 12 and the rest are 10 and you really like the 12% one it can be worth trying to get them to price match for you they may not but they may so that that i would generally you know think about trying to do okay so moving on Number four, how to choose. The, yes. the, you're getting to the crunch point now. You've got to pick. Um, now, just to say, the letting agent is a key power team player for you. They are one of your on-the-ground team. You know, they're almost an employee. Mm -hmm. So it's really important um, 
And their competence will make a huge difference as to how passive your property investing journey will be. If they're good, it can be very passive. If you're having to manage them, it's not basically. So it is an important decision for you to make. Um, and we always choose one agent in an area to work with. We never go multi-agent. We always choose one and we work with them very closely um, because they can help you. They want you to buy more property. They want you to invest in more property in their area because they make money from you and you make money, you know. So it's all a win-win um, arrangement with them, which is great. And again, ideally, you're after a long-term relationship with these people. So, you know, it's great. Um, so the last thing we say on choosing, take all of those things into account. Work your way down the list if you have to. Um, but for me, I'm, I'm a very much a gut feel person. We'll make sure that all of the, the boxes are ticked. We know that they're competent, but quite often you'll find that two or three tick all of those boxes. And that the last thing I would do goes, who would I choose? You know, who, who do I get on with best? Because if you're going to be working with these people for a long time, you want to get on with them. Hmm. So that, that's how I would actually choose. Make sure they're competent and then go on gut, basically. Yeah, to go with the gut. So uh, <laughs> if hope you enjoyed that. If you'd like us to mentor you every Wednesday, then um, join us on Zoom. Mm -hmm. um, join our inner circle. There's a one-month free, free trial going at the moment. Um, click mm -hmm. the link, wherever and it is. And then you can ask whatever you like. Yes. So if you're interested <laughs> in something that's completely unrelated, you can come on and just ask us and we'll, we'll give you our advice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for watching and we'll see you for another video next week. Bye. Bye.